All right. Hello. Hello everyone. It's Hannah Nieves here of the HN house podcast. And I have the privilege of interviewing the Leah Garvin. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. You have a pretty impressive bio and one that is so incredible. So instead of me sharing it to this audience, I want you to tell us a little bit of your background. I'm so excited to dive in. Just share us a little bit about you, what you're working on and how you got to where you got now. Yeah. So I am an operations leader in tech. I've worked in the tech industry for almost the past decade um, in, in team operations related roles. And a lot of that work has centered on my passion for helping people remove the obstacles getting in their way from being their best. And as I was doing that work, um, I kind of, I started to realize I really have this interest in, in diving in with people one-on-one. And and so I started Mm -hmm. coaching and mentoring and in, in my own experience working as a woman in tech found a real niche around helping women really dive into understanding, you know, what are the sort of factors and forces that are, are holding us back sort of systemically. And then what are the patterns and different things that we're sort of, you know, our inner critic is attaching to that makes the whole situation yeah. even harder. And so I would say, you know, my, my bio is kind of, I'm a, I'm a tech operations leader, author, coach, speaker, consultant. I do a lot of work with teams as well on, on helping, helping people be their best. And, um, I've found, right now with all of the change, all of the stress, all of everything that's going on, people, people want to mm-hmm. know they're supported and, and heard and, and have, you know, a, a system there in place for, for, um, to help them get through whatever this transition looks like in, in the workplace and the career pivot, things like that. That is incredible. You are such a powerhouse and I can feel from like a social, um, soul level what you've experienced in the tech space. I also started out my career in commercial real estate, which was predominantly the big boys club. I mean, it still is to this day. So I can only imagine coming from the tech arena as well, where it's a predominantly male dominated industry, what you went through. Yes. (laughs) Oh yes. And, and I think for me, you know, as a, I was a non-engineer working in tech. So I had this double like (laughs) experience of not being good enough or not being the right fit know, trying to bring, how do I bring value and expertise and, and talk about my impact when I, I wasn't an engineer, didn't have a computer science background, couldn't sort of go head to head arguing around technical details. And it took me a really long time. I mean, years <laughs> to kind of find the, the way that I could really advocate for myself. And, and I think that's what made me so passionate about helping people advocate for their own work and to own their accomplishments and to celebrate their work, because we can be our own worst enemy telling ourselves, you know, no one cares what you're doing or it's not good enough, or, or, you know, you need this to be able to get to this next thing. And, and I found so much of that was messages I was telling myself or attaching, you know, sort of taking one situation that, hadn't gone well in deciding, okay, this means this is closed off for me, or I can't do this or that. Yeah. And so it's so exciting to be able to have found a couple of tools that work and be able to mm-hmm. share those with other folks. I love that. So let's dive into that a little bit more because you also just came out with a book as well. Um, talking all about this, which is yes. amazing because I feel like this conversation, all the things that you're saying, I've either personally experienced myself or I hear clients experiencing, and this goes, whether you're in the entrepreneurial world or you're in the corporate arena. Um, so talk to us a little bit too, like you've accomplished some incredible accomplishments over the last few years from being speaker, TEDx speaker and author, right? 
right? Like what was that process like? And did you experience any of those types of thoughts or beliefs during this process as you're literally, you know, making change in that arena in the tech space? Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, I'd say it, there was two major things to, to overcome. And, and the first thing is my intense fear of public speaking. And so it's super, <laughs> it's, you know, looking on the other end of doing a Ted talk, it might seem, Oh, I was, you know, it's no big deal. Just, but that was literally like jumping out of an airplane for me in terms of the, the fear yeah. level and the having to just kind of get, get my head sort of figuring out how I'm going to do that. I, for many years, I struggled with, um, both kind of the adrenaline rush when I would speak in front of groups, kind of getting mm-hmm. sort of nervous or shaky or things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and also f- really struggling with getting clear on, on my message too. And so also having to work through that to write a book, but, um, and with public speaking, um, I remember about seven, eight years ago, um, I was asked to present in front mm-hmm. of, a a a large meeting and I, with like no notice. So the next day or something. And I said, I can't do that. I need like two weeks to prepare for something like that. And I thought to myself, I can't have these situations that I just know I can't do no matter what. I felt so bad that I couldn't just say yes, or I couldn't try. I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and when that happened, um, it, it created a shift in me. And I said, I got it. I got to take the reins on this. And I started going to classes around public speaking, um, actually just volunteering saying yes, because I think one of the things we, that's kind of like the worst, but also the best when it comes to getting better at public speaking is just doing it and and putting yourself in the situation. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I found it started to get better. It started to get easier. And one huge thing around the TEDx talk that a coach I was working with shared was to tap into your why. So with any public speaking situation, tapping into why are you up there and thinking about, you know, I'm here to give, I'm here to Mm -hmm. help. I'm here to, you know, share an idea that might help other people. And when you get that mindset, it's not about you. And am I like, is my hair weird or (laughs) whatever, you know, we kind of bring in or, or what, what if this, what if that we're a vehicle to delivering a message that's going to help other people. And that can be transformational, just getting in that mindset. Right. Um, and then you asked about, yeah, with, with writing a book, um, lot of rejections, a lot of, um, waiting and not knowing. And, you know, someone that's a little bit type a, I, I like to be in control of a situation. Mm-hmm. And I think having to learn about a whole other industry, how does the publishing industry work? What are the different you know, things you have to think about? was a huge exercise in, in patience and letting go and asking a lot of questions, asking for help when I needed it so that I could you know, figure out what I needed to do to, to get the book to where it's at. I love that so, so much because a lot of people, including myself have experienced public speaking, you know, anxiety or, you know, performance anxiety, even for myself, I vividly remember in the corporate arena, a similar situation happened as well. And I literally was dry heaving. Like it was to the point where I was, I would get sick just because I was so nervous. Um, so I love that you share that too, because a lot of times from the outside looking in, we think like, should we be feeling this way? Should we be going through these? obstacles or are we normal for feeling those types of, you know, thoughts or beliefs that are coming up about those situations, which also brings me to accomplishments. And, um, you talk a lot about too, about, especially for women being able to talk about these accomplishments in a way and that we're celebrating them because I find that as women sometimes 
we shy away from doing that. Yeah. You know, we almost kind of like lessen um, our worth in a way just by kind of like softening what we've done or our accomplishments. So can you shed some light on that? Are there any ways that you've kind of moved through that as an individual or how you coach clients on that? Oh, absolutely. And I think like you're saying, this is one of those things I think I know I've struggled with the most. I, I talk about it a lot in the book. I, I, and then I actually work with folks the most on, because I think if we can't talk about our impact in our work, like nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to know about the awesome things we're doing. And then we can start to feel like more invisible or not good enough. And it can really reinforce all these other things. So some of the things I have done, um, one, one thing that I think is really important to do is to just think about the narrative of, of our work. So you ask, you know, folks on your show to Mm -hmm. tell their story, right? What we do and why it matters. And I think with all of our work we're doing, whether it's, you know, building a business or within the corporate world or whatever to think about what do I do and why does it matter? And and look at that all together. I think sometimes we say what we do and we kind of drop the mic and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, is this good or not? And we let the other person decide on why it matters. And when we do that, you know, we're not owning the narrative and we're not ensuring that the real value of it is coming across and people can add and build from there. But I think we want to make sure, you know, to really land that message. So, um, I think it's thinking about, okay, I, so with, with myself, it wasn't, oh, I'm just kind of, kind of working on some coaching because I'm mentoring. I could sort of say it in that way and diminish it, or I could mm-hmm. say I'm helping people find empowerment and joy and purpose in the workplace. And I do that by doing X, Y, Z. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this shift of, feeling and and kind of sitting in that and saying, yeah, I'm doing something awesome and it's worthy. And, and just believing that and getting that, I would say refined around sort of an elevator pitch is really important. And and practicing saying that out loud, saying that with confidence, running it by some friends or some peers or some, or some, you know, partner, whoever to say, Hey, you know, is this landing, is this capturing the stuff that I'm doing that maybe somebody knows about and can say, no, you got to crank up the volume. Cause I think that's the next thing is like you said, we downplay it. Like, and, and I, in the book I talk about, I didn't talk about that. I was writing a book with anybody for a long time, even close friends. They were like, what, like, how do you have a book out? What is that? Like, when did you work wow. on this? Because I was so stuck. I was so stuck in going, I don't know. I want people to think I'm bragging or I think I'm so great or I'm important or like to do this, that it was like, why, first of all, the question I would suggest to ask is like, is that even accurate or possible? Like, would your friends think that it's probably a no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would your colleagues think that again, it's probably a no and sort of double checking these questions that, um, these sort sorry, these like conclusions that you're drawing about yourself, that if I say this, it's bragging. If I say this is showing off, if I say this, no one will care, put it out there and see, and sort of allow the, the conclusion to be like debunked, allow, allow it to move in another direction. So you can collect more evidence around, oh, okay, people are kind of excited about this or, wow, I can talk about this. And nobody did think I was bragging. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I think with talking about our, our work is along the same lines is, is um, really thinking about how we're communicating that message, removing some of this diminishing language, like, oh, I just did this, or, you know, I kind of work on this really downplaying or, 
um, we, a lot of times we say we, when we mean I, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So sort of sharing credit for something that's really that you built, you did. And so uh, along with creating that message of saying, okay, how am I saying this? Am I really communicating my individual, unique, awesome, important value here? I love this so, so much because that's actually something on a personal level that I've struggled with very long time. And even my husband too, he'll call it out and be like, why aren't you like celebrating this? This is huge. And always the response comes back to, well, I don't want anyone to think a certain way, or I don't want anyone to think like, oh, well, why don't I have that? You know, for example, and his response always is, well, show people that they can have that too. Show people that that is possible. Um, so I love that you talk about that too, because it doesn't matter, no matter what level you're at in your career or in your business too, I've experienced this so many clients have experienced this and probably people even listening to this episode have probably experienced this in their lifetime. So yeah, I love that. Um, I'd love to know in your perspective, right? You had this very high profile career in tech. You're now also coaching. You've wrote, um, you're an author, you're a speaker. And what I've noticed more recently, especially with clients and people in our audience is a lot of people are going through pivots, especially with the yeah. pandemic. I mean, really everyone has gone through a pivot in yeah. some capacity. Um, and I'm curious, like, as you've been doing these things and almost building up more arms to who you are, um, what has helped you during seasons of transition? Um, yeah. Anything you can shed light on in that perspective, because I think that's a really powerful thing that a lot of people in this audience are going through right now. I love the question because I think, in calling out that we're in this season transition, not, not, we're not yet to whatever the next thing is. And, mm-hmm. and one thing I think is really important is to recognize, um, we are going to continue to be in a lot of transitions for, for a while. I mean, whether you're, um, you know, if you're going in, in, in a workplace that's moving to hybrid or is working from home and figuring out how that all still works, right. Whether if you're starting a new business and figuring out how other people who are going through transition are interacting with your, your business, right. Or figuring out where the market's going or where what people's wants and needs are. We're all in this really huge state of kind of messy, confusing flux. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I think is just recognizing that and that it's going to be confusing something that works today in a couple of weeks, maybe different something, something that somebody wanted right now may sort of change and evolve. And so first of all, recognizing, okay, I'm needing to adopt an experimentation mindset. Let me try something for a week or a month or three months and see. And then the experiment mindset is not just trying something. It's then evaluating at those increments and saying, okay, is this working or not? What do I want to adjust? What, what feedback do I want to collect from the people I'm working with so that I know? And, and I think with, um, especially with the career pivot, you know, you're moving to a new situation, which is new for you, but then it's also everything else, like you said, is, is new for everybody else too. So you get Mm -hmm. just a lot of sort of, um, I think everybody kind of settling in together. And if the the more resilient we can be, and trust me, this is not easy. (laughs) And I, it is not easy. (laughs) You know, it, it can be difficult, but, but to say, okay, if if I don't hear back today, it might be because there's all these other things going on with other people. If I don't hear back this week, it might be because of that. And it doesn't, I think to not immediately like personalize it is really important. Mm -hmm. And to remember the contextual factors we're in and not sort of make it about this didn't happen. And so I'm not good enough. My career pivot was a mistake. This was a bad idea. I think those are these thoughts that 
we can attach to really quickly. And I mean, I, I would say like, I've had to work so hard on Mm -hmm. not jumping to immediate conclusions about, you know, all everything I'm doing being terrible. If something, one thing happens. Um, and that's what I would say is to, to reframe this urgency to know into a, you know, an experimentation around, okay, we're, I'm going to try this and see, and if Mm -hmm. this goes bad, that's really important data to know it's okay. Like it's just as helpful to know something didn't work than it did work. Mm, I love that. I love that too, because I'm very similar as well, where you put so much pressure on yourself and it's like, okay, this doesn't work. It's a representation of me and my work and my ability, which I think also is a good segue into like setbacks and failures, which it's something, again, I think you and I are very similar. I'm very type a, you know, high achiever too. So for me, especially in the corporate world, when I was in um, corporate America, you know, experiencing failures was really tough, you know, and going through it was like this emotional, um, kind of process where now like owning my own business now and being an entrepreneur, I look for failure because now I'm like, I embrace failure because that means I'm learning and we're perfecting and then we're growing there. So I'm just curious, like, as do you have any feedback for those that are listening in that might be going through seasons of that or experiencing something right now, how to reframe, how to move past that setback or failure? Yeah. And, and this sort of, I started thinking about this a lot on the, honestly, on the, literally in the airport on the way to my TEDx talk, I was like, you know, this took a lot of failures and setbacks and directions. Like this wasn't easy. And I wanted to make sure to tell that story because I think, like we said, when you see the outcome, people think, oh, that must've been, they must have this or that, or it must've been easy. None of this stuff is easy for anybody. And I think, um, the, but when, but if we want it, and now this, this connects to what you're saying, why failure is now easier for you now is when we're really, really clear on what we want and why, and it's, we're so connected to that purpose, then the failure becomes like, is, is like cheesy. It's not a gift. It really does because we know we're learning to improve that thing. And so I'd say for anybody in the middle of, even if you're, let's say you're working a job that you don't totally love and it's not connected with purpose. I think recognizing what what is the bigger goal? What is the bigger like point of doing this? And then letting that be the reason that you can, you know, that's outside of you and your own personal, like attaching it to your self-worth and, and looking and getting a little bit of distance from the failure. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to some, like, um, when I was reflecting on, you know, having this big moment, I thought about, well, everything that was a big moment for me, whether it was getting into the college I wanted to go to or getting job in tech or getting this talk and having a book, they all came after numerous rejections and numerous setbacks and failures. And, but because I had clarity on that goal and what I wanted, it wasn't somehow it was like, you know, (laughs) after a couple setbacks, I was able to say, okay, I still really want this thing. I still know I want it. I have to shift my approach. And so the reframe there was, it's not about you. It's about your approach. And if you really want that thing and you know why, and you know, you know, this sort of you're connected to that, then you can try different avenues. And with an example, like with, um, with the Ted talk, um, having, you know, applied for different venues, not getting it. I, I reached out to a coach and I worked with somebody and they shared a couple examples of things that 
were not quite landing that if I fine tune those little things, then it would be okay. And I got selected for one. And that's an example of, again, it was such a clear thing. Oh, it wasn't me that I'm a terrible speaker. I have no ideas. Everybody hates me. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. that, oh, my approach was not right. Same thing with a book. You pitch agents or you pitch publishers with one format or you're applying for jobs. You have your resume, you have your cover letter. You're not getting hits. Change the approach, right? Change the formatting or the messaging or the the, the way you're positioning yourself. And you find, um, you know, there is a door open if you, if you find the way to get to it. And I think a huge piece there is asking for help when you need it and recognizing that. Preach. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I find too, as you were talking as well, I kept just thinking of just being resilient and yeah. persistency of like just continuously doing this process, even though you're experiencing failures and setbacks. And that's something too, as you know, navigating from the corporate arena into now being an entrepreneur, running multiple businesses. Now it's a really a very different mindset too, yeah. where you have to be consistent over and over and over, even when you're experiencing no's. And I, I love that Ian mentioned that too. It's like, it's not that it's a failure. It's more, we just need to change your approach and your process of doing that. I think that's fantastic. Um, you are amazing by the way. I'm like, can you come back? Can you come back? We need to do like a YouTube video or just something on this. Cause you're fantastic. But Thank can you, you. I'd love like, to. <laughs> so, so fun. Um, tell us like, where can people work with you, learn more about you, grab your amazing book, like give us all the details. Yeah. So my book unstuck, uh, it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble target, anywhere books are sold. Um, and you can also check it out and learn more on my website at leahgarvin.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at leah.garvin or LinkedIn. Um, and, and I do have a YouTube channel actually, uh, where I share a bunch of videos related to all of these topics and the topics I talk about in my book, um, called reframe with Leah. So definitely a great place to check out more content and, and dive in more. I love this. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. And I really appreciate you. Thank you too.